to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Who's that? Oh, let's talk tomorrow, okay? I'll call you for more. What the hell is going on? Michael, listen. I've been seeing someone. What? So, so when you said you needed time to think about us, you, you were just lying. No, I did. No, and I I'm coming to Amsterdam. Michael, don't. It's over between us. I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for Walt. I'm getting my son back. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now, we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by, because... We're, We're so, so lost. lost. We need to realize our potential. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost. I'm Bill Meeks. <laughs> and I'm Anne Marie D. Simone. And we're back on another Thursday night, 8 30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com to Woo-hoo. chat about Lost, which we've never really seen before until like this year. Now, right uh, now. We don't have a lot happening. of people over there right now, but we, we have Michael have, Lucero. We have Michael Lucero, which is always good. <laughs> Uh, but we do encourage people to join us because uh, as of right now, I mean, the show comes out bi-weekly. Uh, we're going to bump it up we'll, a little bit. Well, uh, we're, we're going to be releasing this episode mm-hmm. a week after our last episode to kind of make up for being off for a month. Yeah. And uh, then it'll go back to a bi-weekly release schedule. But we're, we'll be recording every week mm-hmm. at on Thursday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST All at live.universebox.com. Uh, yeah, I would also recommend uh, – what's our Twitter account again? At We're So Lost. At We're So Lost. Yeah, follow At We're So Lost for any updates. If we do any we're surprise also on episodes. At We're So Lost. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, we'll give all that contact info at the end of the show. I just wanted to let I'm people just know just in case we happen to do a surprise episode here or there. It happens when it we're is, bored. It is summer, so we're on break from our other podcast. But, Amory, why don't we go ahead and get started talking about this week's episode? How about I tell them the spoiler policy first? Okay, why don't you do that? Okay, hi. Normally, we absolutely adore spoilers, and they make watching shows so much more fun for us. Don't know why they just do but with lost since um there's what six seven seasons something like that yes and everybody knows everything and everybody has dissected it and written encyclopedias and way too many websites about it we don't (laughs) want to know we want to go in completely blind um like we may we catch spoilers every now and then literally just scrolling through the internet on non-lost sites (laughs) so we just want to keep our spoilers to a minimum Mm -hmm. so if you want to send us feedback on anything related to the show please label it so as to what episode what season if you want to give us a hey you'll get the answer to that good say hey you'll get the answer Mm -hmm. to uh, that maybe in blank season don't give us an episode don't give us a time code don't tell us even really who it's related to yeah you can Surprise. You can say something like, "Oh, uh, you know, you might be you might be surprised. Michael's facial hair might change again." But don't say Michael shaves his facial hair and looks like he's twelve years old, like he does in this episode. <laughs> you know, so just you know, keep it a little vague. Uh, you can say they're they're going this general direction, yeah. but don't say uh, they walk off the cliff and they die. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, Emery, why sad. don't you go ahead and hit, now hit I can do the rhyming with, with the rhyming episode summary. Walt reads a comic book written in Spanish. His convo's a flock. His dad wants to banish. Michael wants out. He's building a raft. Nobody helps with his new crazy craft. A polar bear is what he'll have to wrestle to save the boy who might just be special. Special. I thought you should know that you're not my real dad, but way you are. What'd you think of the episode, Emery? Um, it was a background episode that we really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed yeah, it. We, we sat down to watch it and you were like, 
Oh yeah, that's the back or the backstory episode. I didn't know I needed or I forgot. Or I, I, I forgot I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know it served that purpose and it moved mm-hmm. one of my favorite storylines forward just a tiny bit. Um, well, it ju- it definitely felt like the the most uh, focused in on yes. the uh, the the st- the flashback and everything. And there re- not a lot happened on the island, really. No, but it was nice to not have the obscene parallels that some episodes have had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are parallels, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but it wasn't quite as insane, like, shot for shot, like some have been. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really enjoyed it, too. Like like you said, you know, it was – or we were both saying it was very much focused on Michael and Walt's relationship mm-hmm. and story and everything. And good old Vincent. But but I like that. And I, I think there was sort of a, a big revelation, at least to me. I mean, not a revelation, but I think I finally decided that this isn't Gilligan's Island – uh, a three-hour tour. There's not going to be a sort of science-based explanation no. for everything that's going on here. The island is magic. I now, first of all, uh, there are a couple reasons I, I kind of came to this conclusion. First off, I, it's heavily hinted that Walt has powers. Yeah, mainly mainly put out there by Brian Porter, the stepdad. Yeah, that guy. But Brian Porter's reaction to the bird dying. It kind of reminded me of – and I've heard a lot of people say that this show is very much like The Twilight Zone. It reminded me of one of my favorite episodes. Some people consider it the best episode. It's called It's a Good Life, uh, and it's where everybody in a, this town, this little town in Ohio, obeys uh, the demands of this, small, this little boy named Anthony because if they don't, he'll wish them away to the cornfield that nobody has ever returned from. Basically, they have to do everything to keep him happy or he'll just wish them away to the cornfield. Oh, thank goodness my children don't have this power. Yeah. And, I'd uh, be in the cornfield. And Brian's reaction to the bird dying mm-hmm. and realizing that Walt Connection. had something to do with it, uh, it very much reminded me of that episode, which is great. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously Walt's power involves being able to somehow manipulate reality, but... You know, wait, what is it exactly? I I, I have a guess. I, I, I want to hear your thoughts, too. But my guess is that when Walt feels ignored or slighted uh, and happens to be focusing on a picture of an animal or some mm-hmm. creature, he summons that animal to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bird is co- coming at him so quick, it kills itself by being hit by the glass. Yeah. Uh, the polar bear chases him down. You yeah. know, so he, he the, the animals are drawn to him very yeah. adamantly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe when he feels ignored, he he mentally sort of calls out to an animal I, th- who he happens to be thinking of or focused on. Mm-hmm. And that animal instantly wants to pay him attention, and- which w- it, when it's a polar bear, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's weird, though, because that doesn't really happen with Vincent the dog mm-hmm. because, you know, in early on when they first crashed, he couldn't find the dog, couldn't find the dog, was kind of being ignored. His dad's like, stay here, don't move. Yeah. And the dog still wasn't appearing. Shouldn't he have just been like... Well, maybe maybe it has to be... He maybe had, the dog's involved. Maybe the dog's involved or maybe he has to have like a, a visual connection to the animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, Michael Lucero brings up I a knew great he was- point in the chat room. Oh. And that's that if you go back and watch the pilot, you see that Walt was reading that comic before they found the first polar bear, too. 
Oh, Walt. So, so yeah, that makes and a was lot it, of sense. Didn't Michael go with them to the first on the first adventure and find the first polar bear? Maybe, may, and that might be what Michael's referring to. I, I know we've seen that comic before for sure, and you have. Some oh, I knew that. that later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you do you have any theories? Uh, I had about no the theories. Power or um, actually, I have a little bit more on his power later. Okay, well, we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll okay. come back to it. So I, another thing that made me realize that we're firmly in the realm of the magical and fantastical mm-hmm. is uh, the the revelation that Claire was dreaming about the Black Rock that French lady was talking about several weeks ago. I, you know, any anticipation of getting a science-based explanation for things flew out the window for me as soon as Charlie discovered that mention of BlackRock in her diary. Uh, because, you know, if it came to her in a dream, I, I, I feel like that's strictly magic land now. Like, you know, if you're going to have a science-based explanation, you're not going to have major plot points come to somebody in a dream. Well, that just helped make the connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, Claire, I'm just going to give you my point from later. Um, her dreams are sort of premonitions. Mm-hmm. She's dreamt about that black rock. She also dreamt about somebody trying to hurt her yeah. when it, it was ha- right before it happened. Because mm-hmm. didn't, didn't she dream it like twice or once or twice before it actually happened? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying So is- I think, again, with the, you know, we're all in on Magic Land now. Mm-hmm. But I think the way it's connecting with different people is what moment of, ah, Claire has a baby, which mm-hmm. is a child, which Walt is a child and he seems to have the magic on this island. Maybe it's not Claire. It's the baby. Mm. And it's something related to children. I have some thoughts on that coming up, actually. Interesting. Uh, I didn't read ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, it might, be, it might be part of my hidden thought that I didn't actually oh, write out. Oh, the hidden thought! Uh, <laughs> I hate this. No, yes. but, but yeah, yeah, even with the, the fact that she keeps having these premonitions and stuff, you don't put an explanation like that. Oh, no. That. He's giving us a winky face. <laughs> Uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room gave us a winky face, so who knows what that means. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, you don't uh, have people have dreams that are premonitions. Unless. In, unless it's a magic-based explanation. Right. or There is magic or mysticism or the supernatural mm-hmm. somewhere in the mix. So it's not going to be a science-based explanation. I'm okay with that. Uh, now, as far as the Black Rock itself, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking this is probably the base where all the creepy people who are whispering and the guy who abducted Claire and everything, this is where they probably congregate, plan. This is their cave, okay? I, as it were. I, now, why did they take uh, Claire there? I, How do we know if she got there? Very true. Very true. Uh, well, I mean, we, if it, her dream is a premonition, then yeah. we have to assume that she was taken there. But I have some thoughts on that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, now, I, I thought it was interesting that after I was mentioning the Bermuda Triangle last mm-hmm. week as a possible location, this week uh, they had triangles. the maps and there were triangles matching up and everything. It just kind of put me back in mind of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, they were specifically theorizing that uh, that might be where the Black Rock is mm-hmm. or it might be indicating where the Black Rock is. I, now – it got me thinking uh, based on my calls about the Bermuda Triangle last week because I was saying that, oh. you know, maybe the they were in a Bermuda Triangle-like area and that Esk. was throwing off the comp- compass or whatever. Maybe the Black Rock is this giant piece of, like, magnetic ore and it's throwing off the compass just a little bit because it's so big or something. Mm. Maybe they can use the flaw in the compass to find the Black Rock. Oh. Maybe they can be like, okay, that's actual south. It's off by this many degrees, so that means that the Black Rock, In this theory. giant magnetic ore or whatever, is 
10 Here. degrees that way or whatever. Right. So, so I, th- I think that, that that's a possibility. And, like uh, you it. know, building on my theory from last week. I like it. So you and like then, it? And good. Bill Meeks patent good theories are, <laughs> you know, a thing. Well, I'm glad you like my theory. I do. Okay. Another thing that I kind of have a love-hate relationship with, though, is the tragic relationship of Michael and Walt, mm-hmm. which 97% of this episode focuses on. Yes. Okay. So first we get, you know, the lovely flashback, and, you know, she's preggers and all that, and sort of agrees to name the baby after Michael's father, mm-hmm. but she won't marry him. That's a little, you know, odd, a bit modern, whatever, because this was 90s. So that was starting to be a thing. Yeah. So probably like 97. I, don't try and guess yours. <laughs> uh, don't be specific. Just it's in the 90s. So that that wasn't too weird that she wasn't refusing, that she was refusing to marry him. It was weirder to me that she was refusing to marry him, but still naming the baby after his father. Mm-hmm. A little odd. Less than two years later, after Walt is born... She up and leaves. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm taking Walt. You can't come with us. You can't follow us. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting you off. And I'm like, what? Like, what What just yeah. – she goes on and says a lot has happened between them. What happened? You can't just say, mm-hmm. oh, a lot has happened lately. What happened? Mm-hmm. What exactly happened? He sacrificed his art, which as we yeah. see later on, that he's a very good artist. Mm-hmm. And all for her to get, you know, these construction jobs, which are hit and miss, as anybody in construction, like, knows. And that just seemed a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. Michael in the chat room says their story is heartbreaking. I feel so much for Michael in this episode and and other ones, too. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that's the the thing is, is she kind of sets it up to where she is. It's very cold and calculating what she does here. She. She takes him through like a five step plan to get the kid away from him and start a new life. Right. And, and, you know, basically use him as a, a glorified babysitter or something until she can ac- accomplish that goal. Until she very, graduates with her law degree. Yeah. And it's very cold and it's very calculating. Mm, it's awful. I, and I mean, she even uses the fact that, you know, family courts are biased against dads in a lot of cases. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I hate that she plays the I'm the mom card with him. Mm. That annoys me. But like, I can get that her and Michael might not still be together. That's normal yeah. now that, oops, we had a baby or yay, we had a baby, but now we don't really like each other anymore. But it's still a baby. Like mm-hmm. it's still a child who deserves to know their parents unless there is some level of abuse, mm-hmm. which they have shown no sign of in any way, shape or form. If there was any sort of abuse, being a lawyer, she'd have gone after him in that way. Yeah, and considering Michael wanted to be in his son's life and everything. That's what makes it wrong. He at least deserved an honest break, you know? An honest break or at least communication. Instead like, of lying every step of the way and manipulating every, every step of the way. Every single step. And playing the whole I'm the mom card. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the man literally gets hit by a car wanting to go see his son. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm on my way. Click. <laughs> Oops. Like, she only comes to see him after two months beca- of not hearing from him because she wants him to sign over his parental rights mm-hmm. so he can be adopted by this dude that she basically moved to Amsterdam to be with and now they're going to Italy. Like, she's taking away, not only by making him sign over, making him, like, not mm-hmm. tricking, um, manipulating, manipulating, yeah. um, blackmailing him into doing it by paying his medical bills because he doesn't have the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but makes it so that he can't follow. Like yeah. the man is in a wheelchair with a leg like set in a cast. Mm-hmm. He can't follow across the world. And she even uses the the injury yeah. ag- against him. She basically she's like, I'm going to pay all your medical bills. So if you cross me, then 
you're going to have a really terrible life because you're not going to have any money. Yeah. I, and, but I, I've taken care of this for you now. Let my Let new boy toy adopt the kid. Right. Right. And, um, you know, he sends all these cards, these handmade cards and art and letters over, what, eight or nine years. And she doesn't even bother to give them to him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't bother to tell Walt that he has a real father. Yeah. What is the story she's been telling him? Because when he shows up, it's like, I don't know. Who are you? You're not my dad. Well, I got the impression that Walt knew that uh, Brian well, Porter no, wasn't he, his real dad. I think he figured that one out. He's not an idiot. Yeah. But, but like, he, but he I didn't mean think that, there was a dad that wanted to be in his life. That's okay. what I'm yeah. saying. What is the story she gave him? Because there obviously had to be a story. Mm-hmm. There had to be a story so what happened but she kept them Mm -hmm. so there's that it's very weird yeah very weird i I, at first i was thinking maybe the the nanny is the one who kept them but then she probably since they've moved countries a couple times and everything she probably hasn't been there for for that and they had just moved to sydney she must have gotten instruction oh if you ever see a letter from michael uh you know put it in this box but don't show wall or whatever right but i will say they had to have kept up on the addresses Mm mm-hmm because well it seemed like michael and susan were talking to each other uh every once in a while because when when brian shows up and says that she died michael's like well i haven't talked to her in a couple months right but they were in contact but not very much they were in contact i just wonder how long because you know she was only sick a week before she died and they said they had just gotten to sydney Mm -hmm. so how long had they been in australia so there's that uh, there are flashbacks to deal with how the situation... Okay, good. More flashbacks yeah, Michael coming. says uh, there are more flashbacks that deal with how that situation came to be, I think, in season two. So we will be get- getting a little bit more of a clarification on this. Yeah. Um... Okay, then I apparently just dived right into about Walt's special ability. So since we've mm-hmm. talked about that, I'm going to talk about it a little more. Okay. Is he like Locke where he speaks to the island? I don't think so yet. I think he has I think he has that potential yeah. to do that. And I think that's part of why Locke and Walt have sort of clicked is mm-hmm. they both are unique. Um, and since Brian says things just happen, did he maybe have something to do with the plane crashing? Could that be. has a concern because maybe, maybe he was looking at a picture of like an eagle and the eagle flew into the jet i I, we don't i don't do we know why it crashed actually we don't no because the black box is gone um let's see brian so the things just happen do we know that his powers are i mean right now we've only seen them related to animals but then again we only knew about them now yeah so we don't know what could have been happening over all this time because he was able to picture with his mind's eye the knife going into the knot in the tree Mm mm-hmm after just a little, oh, stop. <laughs> uh, well, at least I know I'm on the right track. Well, Michael Lucero in the chat room says, hmm. Which says, which usually sense. means we're on the right track. Yeah. We're asking the right questions, as everyone <laughs> likes to say. Um, and if we hadn't already seen a polar bear on the island, I would think that one appeared purely because of the Spanish comic book, but we've already talked about that. Yeah, we have already talked about that. You know, I want to get back to, you know, we were talking about the fact that Michael wanted to be the dad mm-hmm. and... She made it appear that he didn't to Walt. Right. Uh, but the the real deadbeat dad in this situation was yeah. the deadbeat stepdad. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Brian Porter, which I, I remember the name of completely. Did we know somebody named Brian Porter? My roommate, uh, freshman year in college. Oh, uh, uh, or we're on the completely wrong track. Michael now Lucero I think he's trying to throw us off. Says, we're on a completely wrong track. Okay. Uh, but uh, my roommate in college was named Brian Porter. Uh, okay. So it's a real easy name for me to remember. Uh, but I, I th- think we finally <laughs> learn after 
after getting this bit of a backstory, uh, why Michael is so resistant to Locke's relationship with Walt. Hmm. And that's because he just got his son back from a pseudo father who abandoned him the second he had the chance. Mm -hmm. You know, a a, a real deadbeat stepdad, like I said, who... who he had to cover for because the stepdad didn't want to say goodbye. Yeah. I, I think that's when Brian Porter was telling him or basically admitting to him that, no, I, I want you to take the kid because I never wanted the kid to begin with. He's just so upset because I think he realizes, you know. He was completely taken. Well, and you know, Walt, the only dad he's ever known is Brian Porter and Brian Porter doesn't want him. So he, he knew that that was that could have a horrible effect on a young kid to know right. that, uh, you know, the one person he thought was his dad or whatever didn't want him at all. So I, I think he, he's like, not only I'm getting my son back, yay, but my son might be scarred for life, boo, right. which is why he lies to him and has, tries to cover up for Brian and everything and said, no, it's on my, it's on me, which kind of makes uh, Walt hate Michael a little bit At for first. it, yeah. which, which I have a little bit more on a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I think when Locke mentions that he thinks Walt is different, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of sets off alarm bells in Michael, who heard something similar from Brian Porter, right. a completely different kind of take on it. Mm-hmm. I, it was a bad thing when Brian said it, a good thing when Locke said it. But mm-hmm. it said the same thing to Michael uh, when he heard it. Yeah. You know, I, but I, I think I was wondering, you know, now that Locke uh, has shown he's willing to work with Michael and cares enough to risk his life to save Walt, will do you think uh, Locke and Michael's relationship will improve? Uh, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think uh, Michael will in Walt will join Team Locke, yes. become part of that crew? Yes. You do? Locke just saved Walt's life. Michael, mm-hmm. they worked together. He saved Michael's life. Michael almost fell out of the tree onto the bear. Mm-hmm. And he caught him and helped him. And, you know, he pulled Walt out of whatever these very convenient tree growing things are <laughs> uh, that seem to save everybody from things on the island. Yeah. So I think they will join Team Locke. I think now Michael has a reason another a, a better reason to be on on his side versus against him mm-hmm. also now michael and walt have had a chance to bond over looking through all these cards yeah which i don't know why he didn't give him to the give him those before before like i feel mm-hmm. like that's something i'd be looking at on the plane because they had like a bazillion hour flight mm-hmm. from sydney to la yeah uh, michael lucero over in the chat room says yeah i think it was really uh, a really kind and selfless thing that michael did pretending it was his decision to take walt and he was doing it against brian's will right it saves walt's image of the man he thought loved him i, I also love how michael just spontaneously co-ops Vin- vincent yes. by saying brian has to has given them uh given him given him the them. dog yeah 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 definitely i all sorts of good. Do you think Vincent's still alive or do you think the polar bear polar bear ate him? I think Vincent's still alive. I think the polar bear ate him. But just because he was a yappy dog. I didn't like he, him anyway. He wasn't a yappy dog. <laughs> he was trying to protect his owner. He yapped on occasion. It won't. Not too much. Okay. Uh, speaking of people who yaps, a uh, yapper's back. Claire, 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 Claire. Yes, Claire shows Claire's up back. at the end of the episode. And I really, from the, like, previously on Lost, yeah, thought we were going to get so much Claire. It was all Claire eccentric yeah well i mean this still had a decent amount like we haven't really talked much about charlie uh-huh. and how everything he did i don't know if we have any of that actually coming uh no not really about the, their relationship and how charlie's obsessed with the uh, diary i do think it's weird that nobody on the island was really looking for claire no, no yeah they like gave up on her lock and boone are like poking at a door in the ground and everybody else is making filtration systems michael's building a raft uh, saeed's looking at maps jack's just like hanging out and being sawyer's like, being hey what's smarmy. up guys 
Uh, you know, it's uh, it, Sawyer's being Templeton. Yeah, Templeton. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I think it's weird that no one's uh, mm-hmm. really looking uh, too, mu- too, too much mm-hmm. for her. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, like we said, you know, she does show up at the end there. And I've noticed something. Okay, share have, with the group. I have a question. Is this your question? This. this is my question. Okay, because I, I, I thought I saw it last night when we watched it for the first time. Then when I did my rewatch today, I, I looked for it. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have the baby bump anymore. I'm pretty sure she is no longer longer pregnant which would make sense why she came back was able to come back which leads me to wonder why do these creepy people have all these kid needs why do they need these kids I like because you, you know they have a the French woman's son. Yeah, they took the French woman's son, and obviously they've taken Claire because she's pregnant, and then they've taken the baby and they brought let Claire come back because they don't need her anymore because they have the kid. Hmm. So I'm I'm thinking, and like you were saying earlier, maybe the kids are connected to these the magical pa- powers. The magic. Maybe Claire doesn't have these premoni- premonitions anymore. These well, prophetic helpful. dreams, Be, like you were saying, because yeah. she doesn't have the baby anymore. Hmm. So I'm wondering what it is about kids in this island that it's the fountain co- of youth it's the fountain of youth the some sort of, of a youth? fountain of youth i'm spitballing on that one but I, I don't see how that would connect i well i'm i'm saying it's like a version of the fountain of youth they need these mm-hmm. children and childlike creatures i guess you'll get claire 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 very soon yes yeah michael um, says you were asking the right questions but won't get any a- answers anytime soon or well, won't get answers anytime soon um but I, no but i think the needing of the youth uh sort of like hocus pocus mm-hmm. how they breathe in the essence of the children to keep them young mm-hmm. and alive something like that or like that uh the great expectations episode of south park where miss havisham builds the genesis device and uh I don't absorbs the tears park. of young boys who she has her granddaughter break their, their hearts, hearts and then she takes the tears of the young boys to stay young it's a really good episode of south park there is uh, no such thing narrated by malcolm mcdowell oh my gosh okay moving right along. who might actually show up and lost what's with the kidney what was kidney kidney was to remind me of the phrase kidney because they have a kidney but i wanted it to be obscure so you didn't look ahead and see my theory okay but we're gonna get back to the main discussion here in just a couple minutes but first of all we want to tell you about patreon amory take it away hi we have a patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box um it's a quick and easy way for you to help support our podcasts uh not universe box universe box (laughs) is the big overall picture uh we're so lost legends of gotham the rare and occasional now greetings from storybrook uh the infinite tina tv pilot yeah we did a a read through of infinite tina which by the way you probably got on this feed so i hope you enjoyed it enjoy uh language um (laughs) it's you can make donations starting at 10 cents a month and it helped us get rid of you know, having some external ads and helped us upgrade some equipment and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we currently have 29 patrons giving us $130 per month. We love each and every one of you. Absolutely. You're, 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 like, you're like our own children who the creepy people on the Black Rock probably need for something. They have kidneys. They have kid needs. Kid needs, uh, for sure. But if you want to be, be a kitty... <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash universe box. And until then, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay, as always, before we get back into our main discussion, we want to find out what Michael, uh, who has been joining us in the chat room tonight, thought about this episode. And, you know, because he, he's our lost expert mm-hmm. who uh, calls in every week to let us know what was special about it if we didn't think it was quite so if special. If we missed the memo, yeah. So, so uh, take it away, Michael. Look, we said a lot of things. You said you wanted to live on a boat. I mean, we've got problems, right? That's what people have. You want to listen to a podcast? I'm down <laughs> with that. Let's download it, all right? 
Oh, man. You already listened to it, didn't you? <laughs> hey, Bill and Anne Marie. It's Michael. Um, I really like this episode. Uh, not my favorite, but it's a really good one. I think Her- uh, Harold Perrineau, the guy who plays Michael, he does a really great job, mm-hmm. not just at acting, but uh, also looking 10 years younger than he yeah. is in the flashback. Yes. I'm not really sure how they accomplished that. It's all about the beard. But he really does look like the age he's supposed to be Pause in the that. backstory here, which a lot Pause. of times I think... Uh, I am always very impressed by all of that. Mm-hmm. All of because these actors have I mean, they can't just be like film all the flashbacks this week, film mm-hmm. all the islands of this week, like the hair growing and all of that. Though Boone will never be consistent anywhere. <laughs> just he needs to buzz it. Anyway, back to Michael. Well, there has to be some there had to have been some amount of planning to kind of accomplish that sort of thing, but at the same time, a TV production schedule doesn't allow for much as much wiggle. planning as it would take for that to be easy. Right. So maybe you know? he just grows facial hair really quick. Although you know, I, I guess, you know, if they shoot an episode a week or something like that, in a couple weeks, uh, the past couple weeks, we haven't got a lot of Michael. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was off filming his flashbacks and then he was able to grow the beard back before yeah. something like that. Anyway. Uh, actors and actresses have problems with that when they try to make them look a different age than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they did a great job in this one. Uh, and a lot of people complain that in this show, Michael fits the stereotype of the angry black father, but I very strongly disagree. Uh, I don't think Michael is driven by anger, uh, but insecurity. He kind of knows that he doesn't have a strong connection with Walt, and I think he gets really defensive when others uh, do form bonds with him, and because uh, it just uh, it reemphasizes that insecurity and that desire to connect with his son and to be the father he never had a chance to be. Um, that's what I think is his motivation for the whole rest of the show. And what I really love about him, and that kind of gets me to tear up a bit, is when he takes Walt for the first time, he kind of makes himself the villain in order to spare Walt from knowing how much of a selfish jerk Brian is. And uh, he kind of sacrifices his own good, knowing that Walt will resent him for it. Uh, unjustly, in order to spare Walt from the hurt of knowing that the man he considered his father never really wanted him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's re- uh, real selflessness, uh, in a small way, maybe, but a very real way. Uh, and I would be hard-pressed to find any character uh, from any TV show, really, that I think is more selfish than Michael's girlfriend here. Um, it just She just really makes me angry, not just in this episode, but in other flashbacks that she shows up in. Uh, it's true, we don't really get much of her own perspective or motivations, but I think she's really manipulative. Like, here she asks Michael if he's holding on to Walt because of Walt's own good or his own, uh, or his own uh, meaning Walt's own. But she's the one who's really only thinking of herself and her own wants and needs. And I really feel for Michael and Walt and the way that they were forced apart. Um, it kind of reminds me of my own uh, life. Uh, I didn't really have a relationship with my father uh, for most of my life. And then when I did finally get to meet him and spend time with him, I kind of experienced a similar thing to Michael and Walt here, like having trouble connecting with him. And uh, But anyways, um, uh, so this episode shows us the first uh, stages of building the raft, which I think is really exciting because Wait, the raft stages. is a great storyline. First stages? Uh, and I can't. This will be on This means there's more. Wait yes. uh, for you all to see all the things that that leads to. Um, and that ending, I don't know why, but I'm always surprised when Claire walks out of the jungle at the end of this episode. I always seem to forget that that happens 
uh, <laughs> here, maybe because the episode, the next episode is titled Homecoming. So I associated it with that story. And that's a You associate it with the dance from high school. Great episode. <laughs> Actually, the next five or six episodes, in my opinion, are some of the best parts of season one. Uh, so all in all, I would give this episode eight, uh, eight out of ten bronze kahukus on Walt's porch. Uh, as always, thank you. Namaste and good luck. Namaste. Namaste to you too, Michael. Thank you very much for uh, calling in, as you always do. Mm-hmm. Always a lot of really good points. Okay, but you bring up the fact that Michael's raft isn't going away. And that is the best thing ever. And also the worst thing, because this is a totally bonkers, nuts, <laughs> crazy, out there, cuckoo pants. Cuckoo bananas. Idea. Cuckoo it's a big bananas. ocean. It is a big <laughs> ocean. And obviously no one's coming to that corner. Yeah, and obviously they have no idea where the hell they are. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can see him wanting to get away quick uh, so that uh, his kid, who he has this new relationship with, he wants to get a sense of normalcy though, so they can start of building that relationship. Uh, but at the same time, going out on that ocean on a raft when crazy stuff's already happening, there's smoke monsters and all that, basically signing you and your kid's death warrant. You know, like, Okay, so... The fact that the raft sticks around actually kind of surprises me. Sorry mm-hmm. to just, like, cut you off. Oh, no, it's fine. It just, um, they don't need to just run away so quickly. Like, yeah, I get he doesn't want them to him to live there and grow up there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like more of it was to get away from the people that were there because they didn't have a chance to actually have a relationship. Well, now we've already seen the beginnings of a relationship. Do we really need to make the raft and try and go off into the ocean? Mm-hmm. As you were. Well, I think I think uh, you, you know Hurley says at the beginning of the episode that uh, he hates being a that he hates being a father, and I don't think that's the case. I think he's just finding it very hard to fall into a groove being a dad when he missed nine years. Yeah, and when there's so much danger going on, and he just wants to get somewhere normal so he can kind of build that dynamic, and nobody else has any interest in getting off the island at all. Well, I mean, after three weeks, don't you sort of – you have to understand that it's probably not going to happen. And if yeah. it is, it's going to be a while because it will be mm. some random thing. But at the same time, a raft is completely – An awful idea. Impractical. Uh, because <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. I mean the, the, the rest of the characters bring up a lot of really good points as to why this is a bad idea. But there wouldn't even be enough room on the raft to hold both the people and the supplies they would need to stay alive mm-hmm. until they Found ran into a ship or more <laughs> land or something another smoke monster uh, yeah it's just like uh yeah they don't even have as far as they know a working compass so <laughs> it, it's uh it's, it's just true. a horrible idea but i i was also thinking about it on the other side of it if anyone on the island is capable of building a raft that could get them to some form of civilization it's michael because he's shown himself to be sort of the builder the engineer of the group and that's a bad thing for them to lose yeah, yeah definitely Definitely. They should start making some shanties here soon, people. Well, I, I'm sure there's going to be some objectives being or objections being raised purely for that reason. They mm-hmm. need him there to kind of help rebuild their island society and everything. But uh, like I said, if anyone stands a chance of building a raft and it surviving and them surviving and getting to land, it's Michael. So at least it's a good candidate mm-hmm. doing it for sure. Okay. Where were we? Let's see. The exploration of the island. Okay. <laughs> so three weeks have gone by. Saeed has gone and come back quickly, rather. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And part of why he was leaving was to map the island, Mm -hmm. right? That's, you know, he needed some separation. He's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to map the island. I don't know how long it'll take. And then he found island maps. And then he found island maps conveniently already made, probably not to scale. 
<laughs> but like I get that they're scared to leave their valley and their little nook, especially because smoke monsters, random polar bears, people are being taken. Mm-hmm. The French woman is a psychotic person but don't that doesn't that make needing to explore the island all that more important yeah don't they need to know where all of these things are located don't we at least need to know where the french woman is mm-hmm. like saeed should be able to get back to where that was because didn't she have like something going off into the ocean like some electrical wire I, or like a, a communications cable some, or something yes yeah. there was something going into the ocean why they could overpower her overpower her yes she has a gun blah Mm -hmm. there are 47 of them or something random i'm sure i'll get a specific number in a moment (laughs) but there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. they could even if you just take the men and i'm not being sexist i'm just saying that men probably are a little stronger or kate but to overpower the french woman Mm -hmm. she's one wackadoodle lady and it's weird that you know the most capable capable guy on the island Locke, is so obsessed with this hatch in the ground and there's all these other problems like claire and the french woman and everything he's given up on claire and he's just he's just ignoring all of them to do his thing which i again uh, we were talking last week he probably knows something that nobody else does not i'm sure he does i'm sure he does i just think it's very weird that we're not exploring at all. Like, I'm not saying you need to go, like, put together a group of six dudes and go around the island mapping it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying get some little groups together, maybe, and go another hour outside the valley and back. Well, I definitely. Or go halfway, like, just start doing little bits because, well, again, the boar are leaving and Harley needs food. But. <laughs> I don't know. Also, well, kill the polar bear and eat it. I, Michael Lucero in the chat room says Locke kind of has tunnel vision. I've, I've gathered that. But pro- probably deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that, you know, the the Blackrock revelation we get in yeah. this episode, I, as well as Claire returning and probably filling them in maybe just on a little bit of what might have happened to her, I, I think is probably going to hasten their need to sort of get out, there out and figure out what's going on on the island. Right. Uh, what did I say here? Um, now with the connections of the Blackrock from the French lady and Claire's dreams that are apparently premonitions, will they get Locke in on the exploration or leave him hunting for food? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think they're going to try and pull Locke into it. Yeah. Especially since he's going to be coming back with Claire, mm-hmm. possibly without a baby in her belly. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy though. She's you don't pull Locke into stuff. He pushes himself into things. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, but they could approach him as to be like, Locke, we need your help with this. Mm-hmm. And he could just be like, I got a thing in, <laughs> in the, in the forest. So anyway, continue. I have to go mend some relationships again that have gone askew, you know, like Boone and Shannon or yeah. Walt and Michael. I, 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 I really enjoyed where Michael and Walt's relationship ended up after how uneasy it's been the past, yeah. you know, 14 episodes. We're 14 episodes in, by the way. Cray, well, cray. I, you know, I, I thought, it was, thought it was great how Michael throwing the knife to Walt during the whole polar bear incident was symbolic of their change in relationship. Yeah. Michael has taken Locke's advice and realize his son is more mature than he gave him credit for. Mm -hmm. And he's willing to see him... Well, maybe not as a peer, but as someone who is capable, at least, mm-hmm. instead of just picturing that two-year-old baby who went to Amsterdam all those years ago. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, after the heroic rescue uh, by his dad, Walt trusts Michael more now. And after seeing the box of letters, he knows that Michael isn't quite the deadbeat dad Susan probably painted him as. Because, uh, right. 
You know, she she if she she was, obviously didn't talk highly of him. Well, I mean, if she was that quick to manipulate Michael, she was probably manipulating Walt as far as how he saw a potential mm-hmm. father out there too. I I, I think they'll have a uh, much stronger relationship <laughs> moving forward, though, until he dies on the raft. I uh, until you know Walt is horribly maimed and killed on the raft, and then <sighs> Michael gets sunburned waiting for uh, you know like a penguin. Yeah. Like a penguin. Like a penguin. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Rip okay. Walt. Stop that. Okay. Okay. Stop killing the children. Okay. So small throwbacks to past episodes that happened in this, which was really nice to have these reminders because, well, we've been gone for quite a few months, but this is episode 14 and they've only been on the island for three weeks and Claire's mm-hmm. only been gone for one. So. We we had, we took a longer break between episodes like 12 and 13 than they've had. They've been on the island. like Times like four. Times like four so that it was really nice to see those so first we get boone actually shutting shannon down when she asks for help which Mm -hmm. was nice because it made us you know we knew what happened last week but sometimes that stuff doesn't always carry forward immediately and it was nice to see that carry forward immediately shannon totally rolled forward uh being like i i have power over this guy like i always have and then she, I think she's kind of shocked when she realizes, right. no, wait a second. He doesn't care at all. at all. Not at all. He has his own stuff going on. Um, Hurley setting up a golf tournament for deodorant. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that a lot. <laughs> Last of the deodorant sticks. I mean, does it really matter? Y'all stank. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comic book coming back because like we said, we saw it in the pilot or the second episode or something. Yeah. Now it's nothing but flash paper. Now it is just paper. And Michael and Son's friendship, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see her actually approach him are you okay yeah what can i do which means jen must have been fishing so there's <laughs> out, that. Fi- out fishing for fish that's typically what you fish for yes you do yes, you do you fish for the fish okay emory yeah time for the arbitrary scale okay you ready for this I'm ready because you don't have it in there so i'm scared out of 117 letters in a box how many letters in a box do you give this episode mm, 98 why um, it was a good episode. It was not, it was a good backstory episode, but it still mm-hmm. left me with so many questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I hear is a trend with this show for sure. <laughs> on season one. Um, so yeah, it's nice to. It was it was a good to get the information that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see Charlie get to make a contribution again since he's been pretty. Oh yeah, but... I love that little comedic bit he had. <gasps> yes, with the, that was. Push. Should I read it? Should I not read it? He did right. a really good job with that. For yeah, sure. and then it was really good once he did start reading it and all the good things she'd written about him, like that he made her feel mm-hmm. safe until she finds out he read it, her diary. I think she'll be okay with it because at that point he's probably assumed – or she probably figures they assumed she was dead. Yeah. Plus her baby's probably gone. So she probably has other – Other things on her mind. As for me, I'm going to give it – I'll give it 90 out of 117 letters in a box. Uh, I I, I liked it uh, and I'm just going to make it a little bit less than you just because I I felt like I I needed just a little more progression on the overarching plot of the the show, the season, you know, all that stuff. And I – I felt a little cheated that there wasn't more uh, Claire Bear stuff in there. Claire uh, Bear? Claire Bear. Really? Uh, j- just because, you know, the the 
previously, previously on Lost. Yeah. Uh, seems like it promised more, you know, so, so it was a little disappointing, but it was still a really good episode. You know what? So we're going to be watching episode 15 of season one next week, and we want to hear what you think about it. We need your feedback for sure. Uh, you know, you can always email us at We're So Lost Podcast uh, at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash We're So Lost. The Twitter is at We're So Lost, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And Anne-Marie, I remember somebody got a hold of us on Facebook about this. Look that up while I read Yo-Yo's comment here. Yo-Yo! Okay, uh, Yo-Yo over on YouTube commented, I hope you are both uh, committed to getting to the end of Lost and don't stop doing this completely. For me, it is a much better TV show than Once Upon a Time in Gotham. <laughs> Plus, I really enjoy your podcast. Nice. Uh, yeah, Yo-Yo. I think, we're pretty committed. Yeah, I think we're pretty committed here um, until until the very, very end, for sure. And, I mean, we already gave up on Once Upon a Time. So, Once Upon a so Time. So we can clear our schedules from where we're so lost. As a, yeah, it is actually part uh, of it. Michael Lucero in the chat room says we won't be disappointed with the next episode which yay is very happy about that did you find that on i'm working on, on my computer is slow not like your awesome computer okay well i'll, I'll go on my awesome computer because basically there was there was somebody who had been following us pretty regularly last year who was very excited to see us back i'm just uh I'm trying, trying to find it here i'm scrolling sorry i just remembered this as we, we were uh i'm scrolling do you remember if it was a message i don't it must have been a message because the last post is from michael lucero from december okay yes ash lay uh she she just says welcome back i missed you guys and uh great hopefully you can reach the end of season one without too many breaks that's the plan yeah and she also said that uh current she's currently on season five so she was gonna wait for us to catch up but uh she might go ahead and finish it now that uh we were on a hiatus this is we got a few months back gotcha so but she's happy we're back which well, is yeah. great ashley please keep uh keep on keeping keep on for sure if you want to send in your thoughts about us coming back or episode 15 or what we thought about episode 14 or, or anything ep- else in the future just label it email us uh we're so yeah if you're gonna do a future episode just label it so we don't check out that feedback until we've seen the episode yeah email us uh we're so lost podcast at gmail.com facebook is facebook.com slash we're so lost the twitter is at we're so lost and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 i uh, amory where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at amd simone or you should check out my blog crunchycrafty.com there's a whole bunch of craziness going on over there as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And you know what? You can get show notes for every episode of We're So Lost We're Done at we're so lost.com. We probably don't plug that enough. We really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but, you can uh, leave comments there, too. Like I said, if nothing else, we'll be back next Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. We hope to see you in the chat. And you know what? If you don't, we're, we'll just assume that, uh, like us, you're so lost. Yeah, you weren't expecting me to end it there, were you? No.